Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Ninety-one Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Folks, walking to Comic-Con, you never know who you're going to run into when you're walking the floor. And our neighbors at Atomic Toy Box were hosts of some of my uh, favorite, favorite creators. That's why I like being next to them. And one of them, very important to me in my childhood, is right here next to me, Mr. Constantine Dillon, who wrote the original... Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, sir. You gotta tell. You gotta have a story about how that movie came together, or even how the script came together. <clears throat> I've been asked many times, "How did I think of uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes?" I usually tell people drugs, but that's not the real answer. <laughs> because because then when I say that, everybody wants to know which ones, um, and how can I get some. Um, <laughs> Uh, actually, the way it came together is uh, I watched, uh, some people out in this audience may know, uh, an old Japanese horror film called uh, Attack of the Mushroom People. And I remember thinking, it can't get any dumber than that. And uh, so I thought of something dumber than that, um, being attacked by tomatoes. <laughs> and was it immediately popular when the movie came? Oh, well, what was the reaction for us? You wrote it. Did you read it? Uh, did you write it in collaboration with anybody who had an interest in it? Or did you write it on a lark and were like, hey, maybe this will actually be so ridiculous it gets the attention of someone who wants to produce it? Oh, no. I, I already had a film company with a couple of friends. The three of us uh, collaborated on the script. And then we put the production together and made the film. So it's all one in-house deal here in San Diego. And as you're looking for financing to put it together, or even looking for actors to put in the, what kind of reaction are you getting for the script for the idea of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? Well, when you're film, when you're when you're new and you're financing a film, and you look for the usual sources of film financing, we went where the same place, you know, the major studios go. We went to our relatives, <laughs> <laughs> doctors and dentists and lawyers. Right. We went to mom and dad and aunts and uncles and said, "Hey, you want to put some money into our movie?" And they were like, uh, 
okay, what can it hurt? Uh, it's my kid. So uh, we raise the money locally, but then, no, they're real actors. They're Screen Actors Guild actors. Uh, they're professionals. Uh, I, I know a lot of people have watched the film and said, those are professionals. <laughs> and yes, they are. <laughs> and the song. The song that came out of the movie and had the giant crescendo, the almost operatic attack of the Killer Tomatoes, uh, that had to have become a hit. Like When you're hearing that thing for the first time and you're realizing that the movie got made, it's got a song that gets getting, it's an earworm, it's getting sick in people's heads, people are walking around singing it. Were you like, oh my God, I'm proud? Or were you like, I've gone too far? Like, What was your reaction? Like, I cannot believe this got to this point. Well, I, uh, John DeBello came up with the... Uh the um, music the, and the song uh, while we were still writing the script. He, he said, I got an idea for the theme song. And uh, we just went with it. I don't think we ever looked back. And of course, there are four or five other songs in the movie, uh, Puberty Love and Tomato Stomp and a few others uh, that uh, I also helped write. But, but John wrote that one. He did a great job. It's almost like a Flight of the Valkyries kind of song. Yeah. It's, got, it's operatic, I, I said again. I'll say it again. Um, it starts to get sequels. It gets right. a cartoon. Right. At that point, are you like, what is happening? This funny idea that I had in the hopes of making a film, it just keeps going. And now it has a life of itself like the tomatoes in the movie. What are you thinking at that point? And like, were you, how involved were you in things like the sequel, famously starring George Clooney? The cartoon. What what were you thinking when you start seeing these things going forward? Well, you're right. We 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 you know we had our own film company, so we decided to make another feature film. It was uh, eventually called uh, Happy Hour with Rich Little, Jamie Farr, Tony Katane, and um, we had no intention of ever doing a Killer Tomato movie again. And then we had a, a approached by a, a studio, the movie store, and said, you know, we'd like you to do another Killer Tomato movie because Killer Tomatoes had become well-known by that time and we said we're not really interested and they said the magic words which is we'll pay you and we said okay <laughs> so that's when we wrote the sequel Return of the Killer Tomatoes and yes that's the one George Clooney is in made George Clooney famous uh, and uh, he's never returned my phone call since <laughs> in the cartoon was the cartoon something that we were like at this point they can't be serious but you know it, 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 since you have a sequel I'm guessing that this movie like when you think about the 80s, you think about the rise of the mall culture, and that means the multiplex as well. And for smaller movies, like we've talked, we had Lloyd Kaufman on the show a lot of, over from Troma, sometimes you have to four-wall these films, or you have to go around to them, and, or go to some of these art houses or single-screen theaters. Did any of this approach the multiplex, and what are you thinking as it then segues even further into a cartoon? Well, yeah, the first, the first uh, two films were distributed to movie theaters, absolutely. The third and fourth films, which are um, Fox uh, pictures, uh, I think the, the third film did briefly go to theaters. The fourth film was straight to video. And that's, that's uh, Fox's decision. You know, the movie market was changing about that time. And, and, and uh, it's expensive when, we, when you still made film <laughs> instead of, you know, we do now, everything's digital. Film is expensive because you have to duplicate it which is expensive, and ship it, which is expensive. And after a while, sending low-budget films out to theaters just wasn't financially viable anymore. And in the age of the rise of the blockbuster, as you start going into the 90s and you start to have the big blockbuster, then in the 90s, how are you going to get the screens? It totally makes sense because at the same time, you're starting to get 
move from the mom and pop stores to a blockbuster culture, those things like VHS and then DVD become very valuable, you know, in selling a movie. Well, VHS is what made us famous because uh, it's hard to believe, especially people here of this age, uh, when videotapes first came out, the studios would not allow their films to be put on videotape. They did not want to undercut the amount they would get from selling their films to television. So independent films like us, we said, okay, we'll go to videotape. And we are one of the first one or 200 films to go to videotape. And videotapes then were expensive. Uh, I think our first VHS, which is selling right, right in the next booth, was $120. Uh, because they didn't think anybody would buy a movie and take it home. Um, they, they expected video rental places to buy it and rent it. And those early video rental stores, if you went in them and they only had maybe 100 titles and we were one of them, <laughs> all of a sudden people started to notice us. That's pretty incredible and it reminds me of a lot of the different transitions you have. And now we have transitions to streaming and digital. Right. I got to think that Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, all four movies, maybe some of them are owned by Disney right now, are, <laughs> that's kind of, I mean, Disney also owns Rocky Horror at this point because of the Fox acquisitions. Um, does it have a life on streaming? Is this stuff that maybe on streaming new generations can discover these movies? And maybe is there a future Killer Tomatoes movie out there or property? Maybe there's a video game based on Killer Tomatoes. Are the Killer Tomatoes dead? Uh, Killer Tomatoes are not dead. Disney did own the rights for a while. The, um, we just relaunched our videos, I mean our uh, website, KillerTomatoes.com. We have a brand new podcast that's starting. And yeah, there have been video games. There were Game Boys and stuff uh, out there, as well as toys from the cartoon series. So uh, no video, no uh, Killer Tomatoes are not dead, and I would expect you will see news of the Killer Tomatoes in the next few months. I love that, Constantine. And KillerTomatoes.com is the place to find all that news. I love that you're keeping it alive. And I just, artist to artist, I gotta ask you, you go out, Killer Tomatoes starts to take over, but you're still a writer, you're still a filmmaker, did it lead to opportunities outside of Killer Tomatoes to make others to tell other stories? Well, I have yes, and uh, but it, it it's uh, still writing comedy is what I prefer to do. I've written other things, but I still like the the Killer Tomatoes are my creation, and so I like to stay with them. I love that I'm standing next to a mad scientist, and I love it. Constantine, thanks for being on Geekscape. Thanks for coming to the booth. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers? Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, festive podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie. And we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics.
91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.